Hey listeners, this is Molly. Welcome back to Irrigating the Desert podcast. Today's episode is one more introductory type of episode as we realized we forgot to introduce bingo last time. So thanks for checking back in with us and hope you enjoy this last introductory episode. Are you a songbird? Not so much. <laughs> Welcome back, Bingo. Since we didn't introduce Bingo last yes, time. Yes, oh my gosh, that's another thing we forgot last time. Okay. We, we didn't introduce Bingo properly. Sorry, this is Bingo. She's and a parrot. Please, she's a parrot. So many people have asked me um, what kind of bird she was, and I said, well, kind of like Drew, she was mean at first, but she grows on you after <laughs> after a while. She was... A double yellow-headed Amazon. Amazona Oratrix Oratrix, if you want to go all Latin. Oh, wow. But uh, the funny part about her hanging out here is the history that Bingo and Molly have. <laughs> I as, know. As Molly is oh. probably the only person, pretty sure the only one that I know of, that Bingo has actually attacked and gotten a hold of. She left such a mark on my arm. Oh, man. I'm, I'm still, like, slightly traumatized about it, but I'm not... Wearing a ball cap today, my hair's not in a ponytail, and we've became we've been able to be friends. But that was, I mean, what was that like? Fifteen years ago? It was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, shopping in the irrigation supply store, and she came. She kind of hung out on the, like the boxes on the rafters up above. Oh my gosh, she's staring at me right now. She's like, "Do you want you want to reenact that? You want a piece of this? <laughs> that beak is so sharp." But yeah. I'd been in the store a few times before that, and I knew she didn't like me. Um, and so this day I was feeling kind of courageous, and I was like, Bingo, why aren't we friends? I want, I can be your friend. And I kind of put my arms out like, huh. And uh, she decided to la- come down and like land on my right, uh, my right forearm like a branch kind of, but instead she went to take a bite out of it, and I had the biggest beak hot, like it was... It was a good size welt on my arm, and it hurt for like three weeks. It was, it was a good one. It definitely. I only have a little bit of PTSD left from that. I'm actually think talking right now about it has is helpful. Fifteen years later, I'm finally working through it. <laughs> Man, some pro, some stuff. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in the room with her right now. It's fine. Look how far we've come. Yeah. <laughs> See. Hey, some of the best ways of getting over your fears are facing them. Heard that, but I am not crawling into a box of tarantulas. It's just not going to happen. Yeah? Mm-mm. Oh, man. Okay. One of my favorite things about doing backflow testing is opening the valve boxes and finding the black widows that live in there. They are so cool. And, like, I I mean, spiders aren't my favorite things. Snakes are what make me kind of scream and jump. And spiders aren't my favorite, but I have start to kind of, like, get to know them. And black widows are actually very, very cool creatures. And they're, yeah, I'm, I do my best to not disturb their habitat at all. Like, I do have to break their, if they've built their web over the backflow device, like, I gotta bust that up because I gotta get in there and do stuff. But if they're in the backside of the lid, 
or they're down below the backflow device and kind of below stuff that I know I'm not gonna, I don't have to mess that up. I don't deliberately trash their web to be a jerk. I'm kind of like, and I knock first. I'm like, hey, who lives here? I'm coming in. Come but, in. Thanks for eating bugs. Oh, man. Yeah, right? Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, yeah, I'll take bats, though. Ooh, no, what? Like, yeah, bats, silver spiders, 100%. The bats, though, okay, they're mammals, right? Yeah. And they, they're like, like the pandemic is all because of the bats, right? Well, is who, it the pe who knows? <laughs> if it's people and bats together, it's probably the people's fault There's first, some or... Bats carry some diseases, sure. Yeah, and that's what you'd take, you'd be in like a... Are you a vampire? No, but I think the odds of me getting bitten by a spider oh. are much higher than me getting bitten I, by a bat. A lot of the spiders aren't, they're not jerks. Like, they're honeybees, right? Like, they want to do their job, take care of their babies or their nests and stuff, and they don't want to really harm you. Like, the black widows will go hide away. Like, if, unless they're trying to protect their, um, their little sacks or whatever, and they'll kind of try to hover over those. I got a good video of a black widow trying to protect its eggs. It was it was pretty cool. No, I'm creeped out. No. Well, but dude, she wants to protect them because she's like, I'm going to eat these later. Like, <laughs> the number of black widows that actually survive, because they, I mean, they, they eat their, they eat their mates and they eat their babies. Like, yeah, their whole... And those are better than bats. Bats are cool. They're cute. They're like little flying mice or rats. They are. I definitely would say they're cute. Are cool. I think bats are pretty cute. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think spiders are cute. But they, I mean, anything that can like, again, like bingo, anything that can like fly and swoop at you, like I'm not too into that though. What about spiders that can jump? So, okay, the jumping spiders, sure. Those things, no, no. But anybody I found in a, in a valve box hasn't jumped at me. Yet. Mm -hmm. Keep pushing your luck. <laughs> <laughs> I do every year. <laughs> At least That's, you knock first. Yeah, I do knock. You know, you're not like the I'm, police in St. Louis. I, oh, I'm entering their home. I do have to ask permission. Yes. <laughs> I just think I'm not quite sure if any of my um, clients have witnessed me or like seen me or like I got to be on a ring doorbell camera somewhere. And like they're like, hey, I don't know. But like this, and this if it's a rental property and it's not like the homeowners were there or anything, but the renters see me. Like, yeah, someone came over today and she was like talking to the valve box out and like by the front, and, like by, by those grasses or yeah, that's, that's you're going all funny. Bob Ross. I'm totally now, Bob Ross. Now we have this beautiful little valve box over oh. here. We're just going to make sure the spiders are knowing that I'm going to come in. Okay, there we go. Right. That would be a nice, nice. Uh, a series of valve box art. I'm sure there's a big market for that you ever try to buy a bob ross painting Ooh, no i haven't it's because you can't you can't nope why where are are, are do, they got to exist somewhere right uh most of them are owned by the family a few have been okay. sold but yeah you can't really buy them wow pretty amazing because i was like man this guy's gotta have a ton of paintings around here he knocks them out in 30 minutes oh no doubt right easy oh Did you hear, he didn't even get paid for what he like he didn't take a salary for that job. He did it, like, I'm pretty sure he did that for free on PBS. That's cool. Yeah. He was retired already. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, he's pretty... That, there's there's a person that we could use a few more of those those around. Some bobs? Some bob Heck rosses. yeah. Mm-hmm. Peace out, Bob. Mm-hmm. And Alex Trebek. Oh, man. Yeah. What is the best Jeopardy... Or the best game show host in history? Game show host. Ooh, I don't know. Bob Barker. He was a... And he's a South Dakotan, so I got to kind of... I want to go Bob Barker. He's still living, so we shouldn't jinx that. One of the things I thought about, you start the podcast like he used to end the show. Oh, yeah. Have your cat spayed and neutered. But I was more of a like, hey, don't breed if you can't afford to have children. Oh, man. Like, (laughs) help control the pet population. Have your pet spayed or neutered, but turn that into a people version. A people version. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Maybe. Well, that, oh, God, here's another podcast, man. We can't go down that, I'm not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> Bingo thinks that's funny. <laughs> I thought it was funny. So, okay, Bob Barker. Um, how do you, I mean, yes, I like Jeopardy more than any other show, but how do you not love somebody named Wink Martindale? Oh, man, yeah. You've got to be a great game show. Uh-huh. And now, your host, Wink Martindale. I mean, anybody who, like, it sounds like he changed his name, like, to, like, to be even better at that job. But, I mean, you got to you gotta appreciate somebody who's that devoted to something to, that would... Like Brad Pitt or D- Kurt Douglas or John Wayne. John, or... okay, John Wayne did a better, like, uh, Brad Pitt, he picked that name? I'm pretty sure that's why not would, his real name. I'm sorry. Like, but why would you... I mean, Pitt, I know some people that... But, like, it sounds like a whole, right? Like, I don't know why he would want to change... Like, like, but, like, John Wayne. Like, those names are, like... Two first names, by the way. Like, it's still kind of... Well, but it's very... You could tell that that's a solid stage name. Kirk Douglas. Is that... Did he make that up, too? Pretty sure. Hmm. A lot of people not... Actors under their uh-huh. original mm-hmm. name. Francis Gum. Nicholas Cage. Judy Gartlitz. He's Judy, a Judy Coppola. Gartlitz. Cage is a Coppola? You didn't know that's Francis Ford Coppola's kid? Why would he have changed his name? Because he didn't want to use the name to get the acting kids. When he was on Fast Times at Ridgemont High, he's credited as Nicholas Coppola. Oh, wow. There's your tidbit. <laughs> There's oh. some tidbit knowledge for today. Speaking of tidbit knowledge, industry news. Uh, you're going to keep seeing high PVC prices for the foreseeable future. For most of plastics, just took their ethylene cracker offline in Port Comfort, Texas, for some maintenance. The ethylene cracker is the first step in creating vinyl chloride monomer, which is what you make PVC from. Hmm. So that's what the shortage has been over the last few months, and it's going to continue to be a shortage for the foreseeable future. Wow. I know. Industry news. Breaking news. So I guess, so like, I don't, I'm trying not to buy a lot of pipe. I don't want to do full installs. I don't want to do big, big jobs like that. But like, I have a lot of fittings. And I've got buckets of PVC fittings in my garage that are kind of organized a bit by size and whatnot. But are you telling me this is the year that it would be worth my while to like, you know, it's the off season right now. So do I spend a little bit of my winter time going through and organizing those fittings so I can finally use them and like, cause there's a shortage and those are really actually valuable. 
I wouldn't say there's a shortage of fittings, but if you wanted to replace those fittings, it's going to cost you quite a bit more than it did when you originally bought them. <laughs> wow. A PVC price has gone up 150, 200% this year. Oh my. Copper that... prices are up 75% this year. That uh, is. So there are some things that people looking to do big jobs, big projects. Man. This is not the right time to buy pipe. Hopefully wow. by March or April. Okay. Hopefully. Yeah. Start to see some. Is that because the production is going to get back online in time? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I guess in like kind of history of those two, um, you know, products in particular have always been kind of a volatile, like they followed the market much more closely than, or maybe fertilizer too, but like any of those other products that. Well, those are, they're all commodity. Prices items. go up and down and most synthetic fertilizer, much like PVC is, they're, you're yeah. getting that from natural gas. Mm -hmm. So when natural gas prices go up, the price of PVC will go up. Sometimes natural gas prices are low, like they're reasonable right now. But again, their, their crackers are offline, so they can't actually... What's that? So the uh, natural gas cracker, basically, you're separating your propane, methylene, and ethylene out of natural gas. Oh, okay. So like, yeah. So ethylene is the one that they're going to end up using in ethylene dichloride, which they will use to make the vinyl chloride monomer. So the first step is actually breaking apart though that natural gas into the natural gases. Hmm. The well, noble gases or whatever they're sure, going to call those, them. I don't think they're noble. Yeah. Huh. And into those, yeah, more into like the material that they need to yes. use to make that certain right? yeah because yeah. natural gas is all those sort of flammables Mix mixed together mm -hmm. so wow that's the first step and now a word from our sponsor and as we don't have a sponsor for this show our unofficial sponsor is water so i'd just like to share a, a water fact with you today that 75% of the human brain is water and 75% of a living tree is water. And with, you know, three fourths of our brain as water, you could envision how important it is that the human body stay hydrated. And that is equally as important for trees as well. So stay hydrated and water your trees. And now back to our show. All right, high five. <laughs> that was a beak high five. That was biting. <laughs> you gave her your finger though to like bite on. I know. It's kind of like with the dog when he like chews on your hand and you're like, you know, you don't mind it so much. And then he bites you and you're like, stop chewing on my hand. It's like, well, you gave him your hand to chew on in the first place. So. Yeah, that's Pingo. We'll be wrestling around a little bit and, and it's all good. And then all of a sudden she gets all carried away and clamps down on it. You're like, <laughs> why am I bleeding, Pingo? Why? Oh. I thought we were having fun. Right. That's what, with that bite, she, I, she didn't, she didn't make me bleed. 
but it's as like hard as I could have been bit without breaking the skin. Mm -hmm. Like it bruised. It was. That's that. That's back when I used to have the top beak filed down more often. But oh wow. That bottom beak, and when it is more rounded down, yeah, that pinch. Ooh. Uh huh. But it's, at least it's not like it's a horse where, like, when a horse bites down, they have to close their mouth before they can open their mouth again, and they really bite you bad. They do, and it hurts. Mm-hmm. Been bit by a horse, kicked by a horse, bit by a dog. I got a scar somewhere on my wrist from somebody's dog. You know, one of those ones where the guy says, hey, my dog doesn't like people, probably shouldn't pet my dog and I'm like dogs love me because <laughs> I usually have jerky in my pocket you, look your dog I'll see good dog <laughs> oh shit oh and the guy was like oh sorry about that and I'm like you told me your dog bites yeah I put my hand down there yeah got nobody to blame but myself uh -huh. but if you have a bandage that I could use to put around my bleeding wrist that would be awesome Oof, but bad alcohol the bad part is going to get that cleaned out, right? Like the, Going? Well, I, I, my dog bite required some stitches, so Ooh. I had to go uh, and have them, they had to clean it out. They like, they called it irrigating. Yeah. They irrigated it yeah, in like gross. debridement, and um, it was bad. It was like a hole in my arm. Ouch. Yeah. It was tough because the dogs that kind of, that were, were getting at each other were both had the same name. So once you were trying to call one of the dogs, it was very confusing Who for both did owners. That? It was when Lucy worked at Ewing Irrigation and um, she was the Lucy door and greeter. Lucy. And um, a guy that I won't say his name came in and had his, just because a dog worked at the shop, if he thought it was a dog park or something, he brought two dogs into the store. Hmm. And so Lucy was the greeter. It was her job to go say hi to them. And she said hi to the one, and that was fine. But when she went to go say hi to the other one, its its buddy got defensive and got after my Lucy. Where I was like, well, I know my dog's not the one causing the issue. I'm just going to grab her and remove her out of the situation. And I didn't think about it, and I went to go grab her at the collar. And I got a hold of her and pulled her away, but that dog came up and, and got me on the wrist at the same time and... I remember looking down and just seeing a a, a white hole like yeah. the size of a nickel like in my Gross. arm that was like, oh, that's not good. And it doesn't bleed for a long uh, like a while. You just see the meat. Yeah. That's how mine was. Mm -hmm. So see, Bingo, mm -hmm. you didn't do too bad. No. You didn't even no. bleed the skin. No, I'm actually, I probably still have more PTSD f from the dog bite than I do from the Bingo attack. Well... <laughs> It's a little more recent dog attack. Yeah, yeah. Bingo's just a fair memory now. 2012 was the dog bite. 2005 was the bingo attack. See, bingo. Nobody even remembers. <laughs> I remember where I was standing. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm one of those kind of people. I've got that mind that... Uh, you can say, like, get over it. And it's like... The trauma's there. It's still just yeah. as much, you know... Yeah, we we're all wired differently. It's a good thing we're not all the same. You know that that would That'd make life boring. that would make life real boring. Yeah. Yeah. Variety, the spice of life. Uh huh. Yep. The paprika, the Silk Road, <laughs> the pepper trade, cinnamon. 
Well, isn't that... Didn't Britain just refer to India back in the day as, like, their spice cabinet? Like, yeah, that's. Pretty. Yeah, and that's, that's not right. You can't treat people like that. Why not? They're different. That's... They're not. They're not? They're not different. Pressure and flow are different. Okay. But us as people, we are the same. Okay. We have more in common than we do that keeps us apart. What if I wear a robe instead of pants? I won't. Depends on what your homeowner's association says. Okay. I always thought that maybe I should bring back the cloak. Yeah. I think the cloak has really not had its due in the United States. Yeah. I think it's pretty much already out of fashion by the time. Well, again, going back to you being kind of a Halloween type of, you know, of you're of that, that time that, you know, hanging out with the, the bats in a cloak. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely see you. I am Dracula. You are Dracula. I didn't even know. <laughs> Damn. And now I'm even more afraid of you. <laughs> until I have a coffin in here that I sleep in. Oh, man. Did you hear that... Can't afford. Johnny Cash one time brought a coffin up to his hotel room and then ordered room service and got down in the coffin and waited for him. Just for funsies? Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Must be one. nice to be rich. <laughs> Can't afford a coffin. Well, you, and to have a sense of humor. Yeah, you both mm-hmm. are good. Mm-hmm. But to, yeah, that's what some people call that, that, uh, the F-U money. Yes. Yeah. That would, that would definitely be part of, out of that, that budget, uh, spending budget. That would be, some unless that was budgets. his coffin and he saved that for later. I mean, what, was he just renting one for the day? I don't think that's legal. They don't just let you rent coffins. Yeah, if you got that F.U. money, they might. <laughs> Turns out. Man, I've actually always wanted to turn a hearse into my irrigation service vehicle. That'd be badass. I know, right? Like, you could at least fit a 10-foot length of pipe in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And have all your all your goodies locked up inside so it's not like your truck where, you, you know, you're kind of... Exposed to vandals and whatnot of people wants to steal. Toolbox would be a coffin that you just roll out the end. Uh huh. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, there's great. there's that auto body shop right across from Horizon that when you pull in the parking lot, they're always working on vehicles out there, and there is a hearse that that guy has, and every time I see it, I'm like, I want that thing so bad. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh huh. That or in an ambulance would be cool, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. I was, you know, turning an ambulance into, like, the van life if you wanted to go live in a van or whatever. Isn't the Ghostbusters car? Was that a hearse turned nope. into an ambulance? That was an ambulance turned into a Ghostbuster car. I think it was an ambulance turned like into a, a station wagon yeah. ambulance. Because if that was thing. a hearse, that would make that whole ghost thing just even that much more uh, strange. I think it was an ambulance. That's true. Uh-huh. But a station wagon ambulance. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what they were back in the day, before they had vans. You know, I mean, that thing's got to be, what, that's from the, definitely from the 50s, if not. That ambulance? Probably. Mm-hmm. Don't know enough about cars. Yeah, I don't think they had vans really back then. I think they had vans in mm-hmm. the 50s. In the 40s, they were starting to kind of come out. Those, like, sur- sure like those service know. trucks, like the milk truck, right? Like, that was... Kind of the first thing that would have been like a van. Yes. Almost a box truck. Yeah, there you go. That's what Mm -hmm. Hemingway was driving as an ambulance and 
Oh, wow. Like the Azuzu? Nizuzu box I don't think it was Nizuzu. Probably not Nizuzu <laughs> at the time. Not back then. Man, those things can turn on a dime. Yeah, I was, I've been looking at some Azuzu camper van type oh. things. All these right-handed drive. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Because hmm. I've been looking for a Sun Raider, but then they have these Azuzu ones. And they're usually diesels. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, that's a go. bonus. Right. If I can just figure out the whole right-handed drive thing, they're set up pretty much just like the Sun Raider. Mm-hmm. You know, 18 to 20 feet long, fit in a regular parking spot. And that wouldn't be like a manual transmission. I think that's the hard thing about yes. a right-hand drive is that you'd have to learn that manual stick on the on your left hand. Um, well... Driven left-handed before, but is it still? I drive left from here to here. Or is it here back over to here? You'd have to get the pattern on that to figure out where that. I bet should. I could figure out that. Yeah. I can't figure out how to ride a motorcycle with the whole up and down shifting thing, but Seriously? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Huh. I don't do well on um, motorcycles. Well, it help. You got to kind of remember what gear you're in. So if you're not like already in fifth gear and you keep like kicking it down yeah. and you're like, I, why am I not right? going faster? Yeah. Or uh, when you don't realize you're downshifting, you don't realize you're already in, in low and then you like downshift again and all of a sudden you're in neutral and you're like, mm. <laughs> yeah. Been, been I never, I've never driven a motorcycle, but I rode a lot of ATV, did a lot of four wheeler back in the day. Aren't so. they more straightforward now where it's just sort of... Probably. I bet there's... I, I mean, again, just like our vehicles, like they're not making standard transmissions anymore. Like everything is automatic. I know. Bums so, me out. I mean, it depends on what you're doing with the vehicle, right? Like if you're towing a lot, I mean, to have a manual transmission makes a lot more sense. But if you're just kind of driving around, why... If you're driving around with like not like fun in mind just utility driving mm -hmm. having a stick having an auto like versus having the automatic transmission you're doing a lot more work <laughs> yes. to just to just drive where you're like man life it doesn't have to be so hard anymore you know like we don't go out and churn our butter anymore and make it ourselves like why are we having to shift our own vehicles it's the kind because of it keeps you off the phone Absolutely. And actually I mean, focused on driving. Well, an, an anti-theft device, too. I mean, yeah. I would leave my truck open all the time, and it's like, go go for it. Like, I bet you can't. If you if you can steal it, you can have it, because <laughs> I need to get rid of it anyways. Like, it's, it's, it needs an oil pan replaced, and that's bare. So, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like how things, how things were built, and it's good to know again, you know, like where's your water coming from? How does your vehicle shift? Do you right. do you kind of know these things back behind? It doesn't mean that like when things break down that you're gonna be able to know how to build it, put it back together, repair it or anything, but just kind of having a little bit of knowledge on where stuff comes from, how does stuff work? Um, I think is just that kind of insight that is missed from our world. We have so many amenities these days of so much technology. And I mean, <laughs> looking at a landline, you know, like in, in dialing a rotary phone. Yeah, it still works, but it's technology. It is so, doesn't seem, cause it's in our lifetimes, right? So you don't want to see, say that it's like so old and it's so long ago, but there are 
people that are of drinking age that do not know how to use a rotary phone oh, yeah. or don't know, don't recall a life without the internet. And so if you kind of think of it like how we've advanced with technology, with all of that stuff, like why are we still driving manual transmission vehicles? Because they're fun. And you can push start it. But the uh, rotary phone, the problem is I would have a rotary phone and a landline, but you can't use them anymore because everybody has a phone tree and you can't press one, you can't dial one to get to the next part of the phone tree. You know, oh, say, are you serious? Yeah. You can't? So if they say, you know, press one for Spanish, uh-huh. you can't just dial a one. It doesn't make the tone it needs. <gasps> I had no idea. Yeah, so there are some times when you can't use a rotary phone. It's just like any other, you know, like this update is not applicable on this device anymore. Right. Like the operating system doesn't work on this device anymore. Wow. Sorry, you cannot get that in an 8-track tape. <laughs> <laughs> Only available on cassette. But they're printing records or again. Or CD, yeah, or record. Yeah, but what about my laser disc? What happens when my laser disc player breaks? Who's gonna fix it? Do what is I mean? You mean a CD? No, before CD. Oh, they it made was those like, like the big gold C- records. Yeah, it was like a CD, but it was a record yeah. size. Yeah, that they don't. Those don't exist anymore, no. right? And you know when those things change, like I wrote all my papers in college on some archaic word processor thing, and had all these floppy disks the three inch Mm -hmm. floppy disk Mm -hmm. thing but i wanted to somehow convert all those over so i could save all my writings that i had from college sure it's just just obsolete there's like yeah there's nothing we can do for you there buddy it's all in a different format that's way too old and so then that would bring back the ancient art of transcribing like would you just need to Kind of go back through them and like create them anew for new. Like, write? Mm-hmm. Like with. Or you can type. Could type. Grew up typing. Uh-huh. I pe- kind of type. Well, yeah, because it was old school typewriter typing. So <sighs> there was a lot of, a lot of travel on those keys and oh, my little sure. tender, you know, nine year old fingers. You, yeah, you had to be a. You had to be a. Deep. Yeah. Yeah, you need some long fingers. You need to be grown up to uh-huh. be like a typewriter, huh. and, and generally smoking and stuff. And think Hunter S. Thompson. Big fingers and cigarettes. Yeah. Okay. I think that's how that's done. <laughs> I don't know. Probably Rest in cups. peace, Hunter. <laughs> yeah, a couple cups of coffee. I'm sure. Um. Yeah. Pack of cigarettes, cocaine, some Benzies. Ever... Once you get locked into a serious drug collection, the tendency is to push it as far as you can. Exactly. <laughs> oh, she's totally playing with you. That's so fun. She's got a super cute personality, but there's just something about that beat that just, like... It is particularly sharp right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I thought about taking her to the vet. It's been a while since she did a checkup. But they're just going to tell me that she's overweight and I need to put her on diet and quit, quit feeding her cheese. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm like, really? You put up through that squawking. <laughs> right? So when you take her outside, do you have to, like, will she sit on your shoulder like that? Or do you have to, like, put her in a cage? Or? Yeah, she sits like that usually, unless it's really windy. Huh. She won't fly away. Like, she'll come back to you. Eventually. Yeah. Has she ever, like, ran off or flew off? Uh, going into work last year, I thought I lost her. Oh, no. Yeah. It was windy, uh, snowing. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's and cold out, so cold. she doesn't like the cold. No, tropical bird. Yeah. And uh, I'm going towards the front door I was opening, so there's nobody else there. She decides she doesn't like the wind, and she just poof. And, go. you know, with the snow and it being dark, I lost sight of her about the time she was close to the yard behind the store. Oh, no. Over the fence. And I'm like, okay. So I go inside and walk back there. I'm yelling. I go. I have no idea where she went. Can't hear anything because the wind's blowing so hard. Sure. Can't see her anywhere. All right. Guess I'll go back inside. Came out. After about a half hour, I went out there again. I'd been out a couple times. I bingo. And I heard her squat. Oh, okay. Over around by some pipe. And uh, here she comes waddling her ass through the snow towards me. She wasn't flying because it's too windy? Uh, yeah. Huh. She does not do well in the wind. Wow. That's scary. I mean, at least if, like, the dog runs away for a little bit, he's not going to totally freeze to death out there. I don't know that she would either. Even though they say they're, you know, from the tropics and all. Yeah. She's got a nice down coat under all those feathers. Right, you know? and you, you, you keep her a little on the... She's the, a little chunky. Yeah, that she's got that insulation layer, so, mm -hmm. I mean... And maybe she should listen, not fly off. Yeah. There's always that. <laughs> I'm not really too worried about it, except that she can't fly that far. Yeah. And she gets tired. And, oh. at, like, at work, that's fine. If she flies off and goes over the fence and lands in the neighbor's yard and they have a dog, yeah, that can be a problem. Or are there other birds that would want to pick on, like, would a red-tailed hawk see her and be like, mm. Definitely. Yeah. Wow. She has been chased by some hawks. Yeah. We saw a red-tailed hawk try to take a, a gray squirrel on Christmas, like, right outside our front door. Wow. On the juniper tree, this... Gray squirrel was hanging out, kind of going up and down. And all of a sudden, this red-tailed hawk just comes and sits right on our chain-link fence out front. And is just staring kind of at the tree. And we're like, wow, look, like, oh, look at him. He's super cool. And we're just watching watching the hawk for a little bit. And all of a sudden, the squirrel tried to run down the trunk of the tree. And that red-tailed hawk just bomb dives and swoops in. And a lot of wing flapping, but never got him or anything and then took off. But I would have loved to see that. I mean, a gray squirrel looks... So big, but, like, half of it is tail. Right. So it's, like, the hawk probably probably could take take a squirrel. But oh, yeah. I'd I think that there'd be a fight. Take her pretty easily, too. Yeah. Well, she, I mean, yeah, if she could f fight to try to fend him off a little bit. Probably not so yeah. much. Oh, man, nature is so rough sometimes. Nature is metal. I, I mean, love following that on the Instagram. 
nature is metal. It's just the brutality of nature. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so many sometimes disturbing things sometimes. Yeah. It's like, yeah, looks like something attacked that animal and it's still alive and running through the woods. Yeah. Ridiculous half a head left. Mm -hmm. Oh, just put him out of his misery. Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah, and I, you know, that, that kind of stuff happens, sure, but you just don't want anything to suffer. You know, need to needlessly suffer is, is yeah. But that's again, you gotta care about somebody you don't know, in order to have that kind of outlook. Right. I don't know. Well, sometimes you know, just animals out there in the wild get their big old horns stuck between a couple of trees. Oh yeah. And then die. Uh huh. Uh huh. Is it? Ooh, the worst ones I've seen, though, is, yeah, that happened. And then here came the animals to take advantage of the fact that it's trapped. So it's, like, half-eaten. Oh, that he's not even dead yet. Yeah. Like, at least let it die or kill it, and then yeah. you can all have a snack. But, like, that's... Yeah, man, that's tough. Disney doesn't show all that side of things with all the animals. That no. They, you know, they, they usually don't. sing and help you clean your kitchen and stuff. And uh, <laughs> I want to I wanna hang out with those animals. This the guy in Africa died last week. Got eaten by his hippo. Oh no! What? Oh yeah, he's the hippo guy. He was he loved his hippo. They had a special bond. He'd ride it around. His pet, like it was his pet hippo. His pet hippo ate him. Yeah. Oh man. Cause it turns out, as much as you love that animal, it's still a wild animal. Hippos are carnivores. Bingo's still a wild animal, uh-huh. even though she's lived with people most of all of her life Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah if she were to bite through my neck Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be that surprised yeah be a little angry that's what she's supposed to do wouldn't wouldn't be that surprised yeah yeah no what she's supposed to do is fly away and hide fight or flight she's Uh got wings Mm. fly don't fight (laughs) see the problem is she dipped her wheat thin into her water Thus making a terrible mess. Bingo eats wheat thins? Oh yeah. Nice. Bingo likes wheat thins. Would you describe Bingo as your life partner? Because <laughs> <laughs> when I was t- Unfortunately, at this point, yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> Mick, Mick was telling somebody about you, and then, he, and then I said, you have a bird. And the person's like, what? He has a bird? That's awesome. And Nick's like, yeah, it's his life partner. And I was like, oh, what? No, I... <laughs> How long have you had her, though? 22 years? 21 years? So not that she's Almost 21 22. years old. You've had her for 20... Yeah, she's 39 years old. Hey. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yes, we've, uh, I didn't know what I was getting into. Yeah. I, I thought it was like dog sitting somebody's dog for a little bit. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be, oh, so I need to put her in my will? <laughs> okay. She could outlive you? How, what's their lifespan? Uh, generally I'd say 60 to 80. Oh the my... oldest one I read of was 114. Oh my gosh. Now, she has had a lot of pizza and corn dogs 
<laughs> which I don't think is really what they eat in the wild. There's, uh, well, yeah, but with the, with the wild corn dog tree. She's crazy for dairy, loves cheese, so maybe maybe she's not going to live as long as mm-hmm. some other birds. Mm-hmm. Who knows? That could be the secret. It could be. Living on the corn dog tree. Yeah, didn't know. It's pretty fun getting a pizza delivered, though. Oh. Because sometimes she will fly right down the hallway and land on the box that they're giving me as they're giving me the pizza. Oh, wow. She goes crazy for the pizza. (laughs) And the pizza box. Yeah, if you don't... uh, (laughs) Do you have any special delivery instructions? Yes. Please do not be afraid of (laughs) the... The bomb diving bird. Yeah, she might land on the box. It'll be fine. <laughs> but no, oh, it's been disturbing learning some of the things that she'll eat, like a drumstick. Oh, wait, you're related to that, right? Kind of what I thought, but oh. she doesn't care. She'll break into that thing, eat the marrow out. Well, I mean, I guess there's snakes that just eat other snakes, and there's birds that, I guess, just eat other birds then? She'll eat steak. She'll eat, okay. I will not eat broccoli unless I steam it first. Yeah. Well, I mean, raw raw broccoli. I mean, who wants to eat raw broccoli? It's pretty rough. Yeah. Yeah, I see all these things on the interwebs about these parrots having healthy diets, and I'll Mm. try that and eat all these vegetables and cut it up and just like whatever. Yeah. Give me cashew and a chunk of cheese. (laughs) I mean, doesn't everybody want that? Okay. Yeah. I'm, uh, my dog has just recently discovered that he likes clementines. So, Ooh. yeah, he's, he's eating those. Peel and all? No, no, okay. no. I like, once I get one peeled and I'm eating it, then he uh. comes and sits by me and is real nice and is like, I'll, I'll have one of those. So I take a little wedge for me and a wedge for him. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good to see your pets, you know, when the pets eat their fruits and vegetables, you know? Hundred percent. Yeah, it kind of makes you feel like a good pet parent. That's why I don't buy corn dogs. <laughs> or plant corn dog trees. trees. Or, or plant corn dog <laughs> trees. Maybe next year. That was kind of fun to watch her eat that. She, she's a little messy, but a little. Mm-hmm. See, that's what's fun about like the where dogs would go and like pick up all the crumbs. She's like, no, I don't do crumbs. She eats, I've always said, like the Cookie Monster. <laughs> I love Cookie Monster. By the way, doesn't have a throat. All the cookies go flying out the side. <laughs> no, that's... That's how Bingo eats everything. And it's like, wow, how did you make such a mess out of such a little piece of food? I actually technically didn't eat any of it. Yeah, I just exactly. smashed it up and threw it yep, around. There it is. C okay. is for Cookie. That's good enough for me. <laughs> And your favorite Sesame Street character? Oh, I mean, Cookie Monster. Well, I mean, I'm yeah. down with the cookies. Okay. Yeah. Is Who's o- Oatmeal your favorite cookie? Well, Oatmeal Raisin is definitely up there. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm a good, I'm, I'm a fan of the, the Oatmeal Scotchy as well, though, the butterscotch Ooh, nice. oatmeal. Yeah. yeah, but Oatmeal, I think, is definitely a, it should be, it should be an ingredient in your cookies, I think, in my opinion. Who's your favorite Sesame Street character? Um, I liked Snuffleupagus, Mm -hmm. but it was close because, of course, for some reason, I always identified with Oscar as well. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. I could see that. I always thought the Count 
I should like the Count, because mm -hmm. he was like Dracula, mm -hmm. which is like my birthday, the Halloween theme. That's why you like bats. I see. That's your problem. I like him for eating mosquitoes and keeping <laughs> malaria down. Oh, that is good. But uh, no, I tried to like the Count, but mm -hmm. he frightened me, so it was not the Count, for Oof. sure. Again, facing your fears, you know, um, the Wicked Witch of the West used to scare me pretty good, too, but I can look her straight in the eye now and say, uh-uh. Like, yeah. I don't care if you throw a fireball at my straw friend or <laughs> try to put a... Hide. Is it because you've confronted her so many times? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And did, did you start the soundtrack at the right time? <laughs> Yeah, there's that third roar of the lion. The, uh, yeah, the third roar of the lion. You press play on Dark Side of the Moon. I yeah. actually have that movie. The song, the music's already dubbed in, oh, nice. so you just play, play that, play Perfect. the movie. Mm -hmm. That was way easier than taking a whole bunch of LSD and trying to hit the play button at the right time. I don't know how they could have. <sighs> yeah. Damn! I missed it again. We're gonna have to start over. Right, because if it's not lined up right, it just yeah. doesn't quite. But um, yeah, as soon as she opens the door to Munchkin Land and it, the movie turns color and money turns on right there, like, <laughs> that's, uh, yeah. that's pretty fun. Mm -hmm. But I'd have to think that Pink Floyd didn't do that on purpose. That's just a happy mistake, like a happy finding that it just could it, be. It just works out. I don't know. Mm -hmm. The wall. Whoever. Yeah. Who, who figured that out? Who, that those two, that movie, uh, The Wizard of Oz goes along with Dark Side of the Moon. If you had anything to do with that, please. Uh, Ken Kesey. His, uh, his relatives are here in the state, right? Like that's who owns Nancy's mm -hmm. yogurt. Is it? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, they have the story of the the, far the Kesey farm on the yogurt. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I used to play against his kid in soccer. They were lived in Pleasant Hill. Hmm. It's a small world. The Pleasant Hillbillies. Was that the name of the soccer team? No, their mascot was Billy Goat. Okay. And the town is Pleasant Hill. So they're the they, Pleasant Hillbillies. They're clever, though. They, mm, not that clever, no, really. That was, no. the, that was the first and last clever thing they did. That's about as far as that went. Oh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, a good friend, Jim Parrish, who just passed away this year, rest in peace, Jim, oh, yeah, Jim. was from Pleasant Hill. Okay. Also, yeah. He probably knew the Keezy kid a little better than. Mm hmm. Uh, Northwest industry professional that will be missed. Yes. Yeah. A gangster. <laughs> Lyrical gangster. See, he could rhyme. Jim had skills. Oh, yeah? No, that is not true at all. <laughs> I mean, he had skills, but they were not in rapping. <laughs> Buying and selling. Yeah. Old cars, jet skis. He always yeah. had. He always had a hustle going. Yeah. You know, buy buy the stuff at the right time of the season. Mm -hmm. Pick it up, sell it going into the next season. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Not really much of a side hustler myself. Hmm. <laughs> no, I mean, well, if you if you don't have your primary hustle dialed in, you should be side hustling. That's true. So. Hey, where are you going? Come on, man. Come on. Hello? Oh.
She just wants me to watch her eat her seeds. <laughs> like, don't walk away. I'm right here eating. Come oh on. my god, that's so funny. <sighs> Big up. Oh. You're all bragging that your the bird is better than a dog because it's easier to take care of and you can yeah. just put a blanket over her and she's like, go to bed for 12 hours and don't <laughs> talk to me. But um, she can be just as annoying and needy as a golden retriever. Very much so. <laughs> um, yeah. But there's 12 easy hours. <laughs> that is true. 12 when easier hours. Yeah. Hi, Bingo. I'm still picking up your wheat thins. <laughs> There's no winning. There's no winning, Bingo. Hey, listeners. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you found this podcast. And if you want to take the time to give us a rating or a review, we appreciate that. Um, perhaps if you've got some more constructive criticism for us, as we recognize we are a new podcast and just starting out and we've got a lot to learn, a lot, we got a long ways to go. <laughs> um, Send us, send us your feedback, your ideas uh, at our email, irrigatingthedesert at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And, you know, good, bad, or indifferent, we, we appreciate you as a listener and we appreciate your opinion and your, your feedback. So um, if you take the time to share that with us, we, we greatly appreciate that. So until next time, stay hydrated.